Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Join Dr. Frank Anderson and Lisa Berry in exploring new ways to live in this chaotic world and find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Lisa. We're here with Dr. Frank Anderson having a conversation, uh, talking about ways to help make sense of the world, but from a deeper perspective and trying to navigate the challenges in a way that might lead to solutions and less discomfort and more balance in our life and uh, more of a self-aware life. How are you doing today, Frank? Hi, Lisa. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. This is episode 21 already. 21. And what's on your mind these days? Well, you know, I was thinking 20 is like a nice number, like a checkpoint. And I thought today it might be good to take stock in what we've been talking about, comment on some of the feedback that I've received, and uh, maybe we can explore some of the the issues a little deeper, kind of a a review in some ways, um, so we know where we're going to go for our next 20 episodes. I love feedback. In fact, if you're listening and you have feedback, this isn't your first episode, you can email us at exploringawareness at gmail.com. We'd love your feedback, but we are continuing to get it uh, in person. I know I am. What have you been hearing lately? Yeah, well, I get a lot of feedback and I'm really happy to hear about it. But one of the interesting feedbacks that I get from people a lot is they say, I can't meditate. So I just can't meditate. Mm. I, I can't control my mind and I can't meditate. And, uh, and, and there's kind of like that stop there that you can't really get past. And I, I did want to kind of see if we could address that uh, because that kind of barrier that people put for themselves, I'd like to have a look at that and have people look at that and see if that's really true. And we talk about meditation a lot on this podcast. And ultimately, I feel like we can talk about it and try to explain it and try to describe it. But once you experience it for yourself, that can really make a difference. So I know we try to present it in different ways and uh, hopefully that people can, can learn about it. So how would you want to begin to even describe it? One thing about that word meditation is that it, connotates a lot of things for people. They hear the word meditation and they think, oh, this might be something, you know, exotic uh, from another country, or this might be, you know, I have to turn my mind off and I just can't do that. Or they might say, oh, meditation is something I have to do. I need to do this. It's like part of your to-do list and you can never quite get through your to-do list. Some other people might think, well, you know, I'm a certain religion and it seems like this meditation might be buddhist or something and mm. um and that would be against my religion and so so there's all those ideas about what meditation is that can cre- just the word meditation can create a barrier now one of the uh, feedback i got this week and was beautiful a coworker approached me and said that they had been listening to the podcast and they never really did you know, much meditation, never was very interested in it. But this person was taking exploring awareness breaks. Ah, (laughs) nice. Isn't that nice? And yeah, I was thinking about that. Never really thought about it like that. You know, we talk about exploring awareness and the name of our podcast is Exploring Awareness, but it does take away that word meditation that that has all these connotations and, and exploring awareness is actually the experience that happens when you do some meditation techniques, right? And so I think that exploring awareness for me means being in this place where you've got insight, you know, where you've got this wisdom, where you're seeing what's happening. We also talk about that, you know, once you can do that, and there's a there's this sense of, of love and peace, enjoy because it's you're no longer kind of con- constrained by all your thoughts so you you know when you explore awareness or you sit as awareness as, as we talk about a lot mm-hmm. in the guided meditations it's not like you have to do that it's not like a task but it's an opportunity to um, you know be be fully present and really get to know what life is about Uh, Otherwise, it can seem very small. 
So, so I liked, I liked that she used that term because exploring awareness is a cool thing you can do anytime. Right. Um, to meditate, you kind of have to like say, oh, I've got to do something in a certain way, or I might get hit on the head with a you know Korean Zen stick. <laughs> <laughs> Well, a lot of this is, you mentioned uh, people of certain religion. This is not a religious, I mean, it could be a religious experience in a different, def, different definition, but we're not Buddhists trying to tell you how to think or how to be. It's not any, we're not pursuing or pushing any dogma or religion. It's just a way to be. It's just a way to be more balanced and more self-aware and peaceful and calm. So you can be of any religion. You can be in any country. And that's the glorious thing about this podcast, looking how people are listening all over the world. That just blows me away. And thank you if, if you're outside of the United States where we're broadcasting or inside of the United States. We're grateful for that, too. But it doesn't matter what religion you are or where you live or who you are or what sex you identify with, meditation has benefits. And, and I love how we've talked about this before, too, that meditation can almost be like prayer from a, a, certain, a certain perspective. It doesn't have to be a prayer or compared to prayer, but it could be like that. Are you familiar with Michael Singer at all? No. He wrote The Untethered Soul. He recorded the book and it keeps popping up in my life. And the very first chapter is about this conversation we have inside our head that a lot of people don't even realize that there's this internal conversation in their head all the time. Some you're talking to yourself or something, conversations going on. And for me, meditation helps turn that off. And then you're just kind of floating and you can just breathe and relax and Get rid of all those thoughts that are exhausting at, at some time. Sometimes they can be joyous, but I think when you're having that your own internal dialogue, it can be exhausting sometimes. Well, it's interesting you say that way, um, because when you look back on it, it looks like you're getting rid of thoughts. But actually what happens when you meditate or when you become aware of your internal dialogue, it kind of dissolves. And then, then it's kind of gone. And... When, when we talk about, you know, the challenges of meditation and people say, well, I can't stop my thoughts. Well, that's actually really good. That's, that's, that's awareness that you can't stop your thoughts. And that's, that's true. You can't stop your breathing and you can't stop your thoughts. And so the misconception about meditation that you're stopping your thoughts is, is not true. But what it is, what is true is that when you do this, like, let's say a, a technique and meditation is one of them. You know, the space that you enter into doesn't have thoughts. And so you're kind of, you're, you're watching those thoughts, but the awareness of the thoughts doesn't have thoughts. And so, you know, you kind of settle there and, and, and that place is so spacious, you know, so, so large and, and it's a feeling and it's an experience, not a thought, right? And so it, you, that experience is of thoughtlessness, but I can't tell you not to think. And so most people, you know, they say, well, I can't stop thinking. And, and that isn't what I would, I would want you to do, you know. And, and that's kind of, for, for me, that felt a lot like prayer. And I know I've mentioned that, uh, that retreat I went to several times. And having been raised Catholic and been to Catholic high school and Catholic college and always struggling with prayers like, Oh, you know, please God, you know, let me get an A on this test or, you know, please God, let it not rain. You know, those, those are, <laughs> those are prayers. Sure. But those are, are, I would say a different type of prayer, a prayer where you're kind of mingling with, with something greater, you know, when you're kind of communicating with, with the greater power, whatever you might want to call that. I mean, that's, that's perfect for any religion. And, when I did that first retreat, I came back and I understood a lot more about Catholicism and, and Christianity and than I understood before I went to that retreat. You know, it was a very, very much of a growth process. And it was it was enhancing to, to the religion. And you'll see in many religions there are people who who are monks or who contemplate and you know, they, 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 like maybe they are sitting in the presence of God and they're just sitting there. And 
and they're praying in, in more like a dwelling, you know, with, with the divine. And so, you know, when you want to use religious words, it, it fits very well with a deeper understanding of a religion. Now, if your religion is based on rules and you have to follow those rules, well, that's only a minimal part of religion. The religion goes way beyond that. And, and like we had said before, I was involved with a Zen Buddhist temple uh, for 10 years. And so, you know, the identity of being a Buddhist, and we mentioned this too in a previous podcast, uh, t- to me, any these days, any identity is not important to me. So I don't really, wouldn't identify as any particular religion, any particular, you know, way of doing things because because it's much more, it's much broader than that. And certainly there's great Buddhist teachings and there's great Christian teachings and other great teachings from other religions, right? And, um, and they all contribute to something greater that, that, that really, to me, transcends all religions. So let me ask you, are there rules for meditating? Uh, no, there's techniques for meditating. No, there's no rules whatsoever. No, 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 no. There's no rules. But there's ways to, to, to help yourself guide it. You have to do it. Right. Uh, now, let me be careful because, like, you don't – I say you have to do it. That sounds like something on someone's task list, right? So we got to be really careful. I need to be careful. And the listeners, you know, let's be careful about this. No one has to do anything, but if you're interested in kind of discovering the interior dimension, if you're interested in in uncovering something deeper that may feel, you know, authentic and grounded, there will be a requirement to sit in a quiet place and start to practice. And it's very hard to just sit, right? I mean, you're not just sitting there. We use these techniques of first becoming aware of the breath and then becoming aware of the body and then, you know, thoughts and emotions. And so that's kind of, it's not a rule, but that's a, a nice guideline for how you might begin this process that will eventually unfold within you. It doesn't just stop it watching your breath. You know, this is a whole process that unfolds. And, you know, Lisa, you've been doing this for, for several months using these techniques that we talk about. Sometimes you don't know if anything changes or not. And then you kind of re- look in the retrospectoscope and you say, oh, you know, things are a little bit different. I mean, have, have you had that experience? Is that a doctor term, retrospectoscope? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, retrospectoscope is not. But- okay. Well, I was going to say, cue the organ music, because I'm going to begin my testimonial. Not only only do I participate in this conversation, I practice the meditations at the end of every podcast, frankly, just in a guided meditation. And the last two, and I've tried to put them out separately, if people want to do what I'm doing, like I have 15 minutes, I need to meditate. How do I do this? And I listen to your one on letting go. And then last week, you did one on fulfillment. And I find them both so helpful and so useful. They help me get into the space that I need to be in. And you have the soothing delivery and, and, and they just help me clear my mind. And it's really been helpful. So you know, and we, we talk about these conversations and, and, and where we are in life, and I don't want to get into it too much, but let's just say, like you, like everyone listening, like everyone on the planet, it's complicated. And I would just say that I'm swimming in it right now. And so I need to, I can say for me, I can't saying you have to, but I need to meditate because I finally found how to get to that place where and I don't even know if dissolve is the right word, but the thought that you, like I woke up this morning and it was like, I, I was semi-frantic. I had so many layers of thoughts and situations going through my mind. And I thought, I cannot get through my day like this. I have got to let them go or let them dissolve or wherever they go or whatever happens. <laughs> and so I did some meditation and, and just like, oh. I found the place. I've, you know, some people say my happy place. It's, I just found that place where 
I guess they do dissolve and you can be more centered and focused and at your core and feel more calm and balanced. And so that's my meditation testimonial. And I'm not saying it's easy. And we talk about it over and over and over again. And I still can always learn the lesson and hear the technique or hear, get some helpful input and how to do it. So I'm always grateful when, when you share that. So have you had, any other like experiences where you might look back and say, well, I've like done this before and I'm doing it now and it seems different. (laughs) Am I moving through life in a different way? Like you talk about all the time. Absolutely. And it's definitely an experience for me to be aware that I'm not the same person that I was six months ago in a good way. You know, I feel like I'm calmer, more balanced. And, and, you know, one thing I wanted to talk about on one of these podcasts is sustaining that. You can get to that calm place and then life will happen and then you're out of it again. And I want to get there and stay there. But I definitely know that I've changed and I feel different and I look at life different. Now I'm working on sustaining that. You know, not <laughs> having, not, you know, life's hard. Things happen all the time. And, um, I want to get to that peaceful place and stay there. Do you think you do? Well, sure. And as as we've talked about, it's always there. It just gets clouded over, right? And right. even in the person who says, I can't meditate, even in the person whose mind is so, so busy, even in people who have had extremely unfortunate circumstances, it's still there. I might be further away. But it certainly is there and, and the, you know, maintaining a meditation practice and just continuing to be familiar with that spaciousness. So, I mean, what I heard you say, and to paraphrase, is that, you know, there's, you know, you woke up this morning and there was a very small, you know, garage that you were in and all these thoughts mm-hmm. are there. And you did some practice. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're in a, you're out in a field, you know, you're not, you're not in a cave anymore. You're out in the, mm. in the um, meadows. And, and it's, it, it isn't something that you made happen. It's that you connected that your spaciousness, you know, you connected to that, what was already there. It wasn't anything that uh, comes from the guided meditation. I mean, the guided meditations help, help people to go there and, but certainly that spaciousness is within all of us. And so but I don't think that's easy for people to understand. No. I mean, you can say it and I can say it, but until you experience it, I don't know if it's that easy to understand. It isn't. Yeah, that's a really good point. And, and that's why I think that one week when you meditated the heck out of the week, you remember when you <laughs> meditated the heck out of a week? Yeah. And, and it required that decision you know, I know you don't like the word discipline. The decision mm-hmm. is to sit and try it. Everyone can sit down and everyone can watch their breath. And uh, you might become impatient and, dis- and, and, and distracted and all that. That's, your, that's a great opportunity to just say, oh, I'm being distracted. Oh, my mind is racing. Oh, I can't do this. But, you, but you're still sitting there and you're letting whatever happens in the present moment happen. So if there's resistance happening, you know, pay attention to that. Adi Shanti talks about how he used to go to meditation retreats. And as soon as I rang the bell, he wanted to leave. Uh-huh. He had this like automatic reaction to leave. Mm-hmm. But you know, he sat with that and, um, and he sat there and he kept sitting there and whatever came up he was mindful of he was aware of so and and in his case a lot of mental activity and for most people a lot of mental activity well you know that maybe if you could be compassionate with yourself and say you know got a lot a lot of mental activity going on a lot of crazy thoughts coming up but you know to to like look at them like oh wow i can't meditate i'm saying to myself i can't meditate but actually, I'm sitting here meditating. So that really wasn't true, was it? You know, and it's like, oh, wow. You know, it feels more relaxing. What if I just be with my breath for a few minutes and just see what happens, you know? And so it doesn't turn into an obligation. It doesn't turn into an expectation. It turns into a personal, you know, experience of 
of, of life a little bit richer, a little bit deeper. And, and certainly your, your brain is wired to keep thinking, right? And uh, reacting. And uh, you've been doing it for, you know, the, the 40 years that you've been on this earth. Lisa. Right around there. Thank you. I've been into Eric Fromm lately, a psychologist from like the late 50s, early 60s. And, and he says that uh, Fromm argues that such all-inclusive love must begin with self-love. If I can say, I love you, I say, I love in you all of humanity, all that is alive. I love in you also myself. Self-love in this sense is the opposite of selfishness. That is so huge. I think he wrote that like in the 50s. So he's like basically saying you can't love other people unless you love yourself first. And I've talked about that before. It's not an ego me first love. It's a just have some self-compassion. And I don't know if that's easy to do or not. Well, we hear that a lot, don't we? Um, love yeah. yourself first. And some people don't love themselves, you know, and that's just, just the, the fact of the matter. And um, it's probably because of so many situations that have occurred in their lives. And so, you know, I want to be very sensitive to people who, who have difficulty loving themselves, mm. right, for whatever reasons that might be, or, or people might not have thought about it. And so, you know, we talk sometimes, Lisa, on this podcast about a top-down approach versus a bottom-up approach. So let's say you say, well, you need to love yourself. Well, that can make some people just feel further deflated. It's like, oh, how am I going to love myself? So when we talk about this, uh, this meditation and this kind of exploring awareness, so even what I was saying before, it's like, Wow, once you kind of just sit yourself down and let let these thoughts be there instead of like having thoughts, resisting thoughts, judging thoughts, regrets, you know, it's all in the past. What if what if you could sit there and and see all of that and then maybe the sense that you know, it's it's like, "Oh, I'm letting this out and underneath that is a sense of like love and care for myself you know so like no longer am i just beating myself up with these thoughts so it's kind of like this self-love emerges from this this you know people will call it the wellspring of love that's within but you know without using fancy words it's just like oh it's like a it could be a relief it's like really I mean, I can I can just watch all this stuff and not let it affect me. That that's that could be that's how you love yourself. You know, that's it's it's not a thought. It's not something that you have to do. It's something that is emergent when you start connecting to the love sense that's 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 there already there. It was there when you were a little baby, right? So it's like, oh, connect back to that. So. You know, and that is an experience. It isn't a thought. And it's like, oh, maybe that's why I say you, you can move in the world a different way. You've found a new way, a different way through this, these techniques and this awareness where love is emerging. And it's like, oh, and that's where the, and the compassion comes in as well. It's like, let yourself move through this. We say what you resist persists. Mm. If you can move through it, you know, then there's some then there's some spaciousness on the other side. It's it's hard, and so a lot of people don't want to sit down and do that because they don't want to drum up their old feelings. Well, that's what I was going to say. I know it's not easy, and you may think you love yourself, and then you may realize something about yourself and think, oh, maybe I wasn't treating myself as well as I should have. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not an ego me first love, but it's like it's a balance. Don't you think it's a balance between your needs and meeting the needs of others, but knowing that your needs are valid as well. That's a fine line to walk. I really think. Mm -hmm. and, and knowing your needs kind of like what we talked about the last episode on fulfillment, you know, what right. are your true needs and what, what would fulfill you? And so, you know, today we're kind of doing this recap on, on meditation and why you might meditate. And 
the direct connection is is hard to explain, but this you know this subtle change that that you mm. described so well before is like oh you know wow that's 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 a diff- that's a new opportunity for me to like be in this world instead of tight and um, stuck in the past, and then that there's a loving sense if you get yourself out from being stuck. Does that make sense? It does, but also with a new perspective comes increased responsibility because if you've gotten to that place where you maybe are giving yourself a bit of a break and having more self-love and then you start meditating and you start feeling better, then you can't go back to being how you were before and now you have to keep all that up. (laughs) <laughs> in well, a way yeah but it's very natural it's much yeah, natural right than- one of my favorite all-time quotes is from marianne williamson you may have remembered her she ran for one of the one of the original democratic candidates for president but she's been around for a long time before that writing books and speaking about grace and love and uh, one of her uh, best quotes i think is our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure it is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. And I think that's such an encouraging thing to say. It's like, go for it. And then I was talking to Dr. Frank Anderson before we started recording about saying one of the many things about him that I value is, is his ambition, that he does make the most of life and studies and teaches and is a doctor and delivers babies and helps with maternal mortality. And, and that's just the beginning of it. I mean, you get that there's so much to get out of life and you go for it. So you're don't seem to be afraid of your light in this process of, of being on this planet so far. I agree with that quote though. It is, it is kind of scary, right? Because, because when you're used to living small, right. very safe. Yeah. Safe. That's the word. Thank you. And it, and it, it is safe and it's mm-hmm. a lot easier to let mm. someone else tell you what to do, uh, to tell you how to think and to tell you how to act. And, you know, people say, well, if you didn't have that, you know, what are you going to go kill people and stuff? Of course not. You know, you're going to be authentic and centered in this kind of loving, peaceful way. And uh, it's not like you're just set free to do anything. But, you know, fear, fear of that type of liberation can be scary because it's like, well, what's, what am I going to be like after this? You know, what would it be like if I wasn't confined, you know, by these ideas about Let's even say, like you said before, ideas about what, how you're supposed to act in the world because of your biological sex or you know, how mm-hmm. you're supposed to act in the world by the color of your skin or, or how you're supposed to act in this world uh, you know, because of who you love. I mean, all of those things. And, and people who have those challenges are, are, have frequently dealt with them. And there is a spaciousness about that once they've kind of dealt with that and, and gotten through that. But it, it, but it can be very scary for people to, to leave the, the cave and go out into the meadow. It reminds me of that, that, that tiger story I told before at the Washington Zoo, who had been in a cage and only knew a 10-foot pace in front of its bars, you know, and it would just pace back and forth in front of its bars. And when they made the, the, the you know, the white tiger habitat and gave it acres of land and toys to play with. And when they let it out into its habitat, it just kept that 10 foot pace right by the edge of the, of the moat. And it just couldn't see, see beyond that. It just couldn't see. It, there was so much more opportunity, so much more spaciousness, so much more joy and exploration that could happen. But it just was habituated to do that and we should play the exploring awareness podcast for that tiger (laughs) well you know you talk about being safe and for me it's a comfort zone so my question is how do you find comfort when you get out of your comfort zone well that's (laughs) because then the whole universe becomes your comfort zone (laughs) yeah that, that comfort zone that you is only what you think is your comfort zone and there's that leap of faith, it's true, but uh, certainly once you leave your cave, the present moment is always safe. All right, let's talk about that for a second, if we can. Your comfort sure. zone is just 
what you think it is? Yeah, it totally is just what you think it is. It's your little box that you put around yourself to keep you safe. Do you have a comfort zone? Uh, never really thought about it. When was the last time I was outside of my comfort zone? It not, it's, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. And is that because of all the work you've done on yourself? I, I think so. I mean, I think part of being a physician, um, being exposed to lots of things, you know, nothing can surprise me now. I enjoy going to festivals and things like this where there's all types of people. Maybe we can talk about that in another episode. I experience all types of people and all kinds of experiences and, and within my own moral framework, there's, there's really, I enjoy quite a bit of what's going on in life. Right. And I said that about you and that's one of the things that I admire about you. So let me ask you this is, and this, this might be a judgment is, is having a comfort zone is playing it safe. Is that living small? Well, you know, it definitely can be. It definitely can be. And I think it really is. Well, where does your comfort zone come from? And does your comfort zone come from your own limits or does it come from someone else's limits? If you're setting your own limits and you know that you don't like loud music, then don't go to a, don't go to, to a concert. But if you're afraid to meditate because you might think it might um, be against your religion, that might be, you know, the comfort zone that, that that's created by something else. Well, and I'm trying to say that I think it's more than just that, because if you meditate and you learn to be more balanced and at peace, I think people expect more of you because you are a more balanced, peaceful person. Does that make any sense at all? I mean, you are making, you're bettering yourself. And when you better yourself, you're putting yourself out there and you're putting yourself out of your comfort zone and you're putting yourself even more at risk. So if you don't meditate, then you don't get it and you're okay. Life's okay. I'm busy. I can't meditate. I don't understand it. So I'll just keep going on in my life like I've always been. But maybe if you meditate and maybe if you explore awareness and explore yourself and get to a place where you feel more balanced, it's out of your comfort zone. Well, yeah, your comfort zone changes. The whole right. the whole thing changes. There's no longer, it's not really an issue of comfort zone or not. Once once you're kind of free from from the restrictions that you had before, and uh, you probably don't look at life the same way either. And and again, Which, I wanna, you know what? Can I just say? Yeah, it's it's kind of scary. It I mean, is. in a, in a good way, but yeah, you're right. You don't look at life the same way. And if you're used to looking at it your whole life, as you said, my 40 years or so, um, if you're used to that and then all of a sudden you're not looking at it, it's kind of scary. It's like, I don't know, like been on the tightrope without, without the net. I don't know. I guess you're your own net. Is that what, was that what yeah, it Yeah, absolutely, Lisa. Absolutely. Absolutely. You lead your own authentic life and it will become clear to you what to do you know it it it, it, mm. it evolves but you start moving authentically and you move in the life that's yours as opposed to the life that someone else's and it, it, it can be scary and you can be aware of the fear um you can find out where the fear is coming from and if you're looking for something else you know not everyone wants to do this if you're looking for something more, a more meaningful, you know, experience of life, a more, a richer experience of life, then you may want to try these meditation techniques, you know, to open up to that deeper place. Meditate and arrive home, arrive to the, to the interior dimension that, that is, a, that it can be a scary ride. It can be very difficult. But on the other side of that is freedom. Well, and then for some people, it doesn't have to be difficult. That's just me. No. Some no. people can let go and go wee and just have a good time, and it's not a big deal. Yes. And, I don't know, want to scare people from this, you know, just because perhaps it's my experience, but it doesn't have to be difficult. Well, people need to be prepared for challenges. There's no doubt mm. about it. Now, 
I think younger people have an e easier experience with it because they don't have as many years of 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 of, of, of caked on mud, you know, as some yeah. older folks do. And and I meet a lot of younger people that are that are kind of awakened to something deeper, and they're they're kind of rejecting all the things that uh, society and culture have tried to put on them. I mean, I see that a lot in the younger generations, and they're much more free to do things that uh, people in our generation just wouldn't even think of, think of doing. Well, but it's never too late. No, no, it's never too late to start. And, and just because something is hard doesn't mean it's bad either. Yeah. You know? So it, all you got is time. So why not? <laughs> I, but I have to tell you, though, in your, in your meditation on letting go, you say, this may not happen once. It may take 10,000 times or 20,000 times. And I'm like, really? I have to do this 10,000 times? So I'm, there, I'm cursing you just a wee little bit every time I just to let you know. <laughs> how many times does it take you know i'm yeah. i want it now yeah i know i know lisa <laughs> you, you, you want to know answers to what's not yes yes i mean that's it, fine it's i would say it's been a fun experience i mean I, this is our 21st podcast and every time we have a conversation i i'm so grateful for it and hopefully the people listening are getting some of of what I'm getting out of this as well. And that's why we do it. That's why it is a conversation. That's why we're not just lecturing you. We're thinking it out and talking it out in, in hopes of, of having a better, more balanced life. It is fun. And, and, and when you stand back and look at it, it has been fun. And when I do meditate and I feel that feeling that we try to describe, I'm, I'm almost kind of proud. I'm certainly relieved. And I will tell you this morning, it, truly helped me it truly helped me just get through the day and get through the experience and it relaxes you do you find meditation relaxing oh i i definitely find that when i've finished meditating i'm moving in the world grounded and purposeful and joyful absolutely and, and you know that that's relaxing and i, I really am Deeply convinced, Lisa, that given the situation in the world right now, although I want everyone to feel peaceful and happy, I really want the world to change. And, yeah. you know, there's a sense that I have and others have as well that the more people can do this, the more people that can kind of wake up to something, you know, beyond this closed and, and selfish and, and scared and judgmental world, you know, the more we can open up from that, that's how the world will be transformed. You know, a peaceful person makes a peaceful neighborhood and on and on, like we've said before. And so first we work on ourselves and then we teach it to others. We can share this podcast or you share whatever with other people and, and make it part of the conversation. And it's not just, you have to meditate. It's not, no, take the opportunity of this human experience, you know, to live it to its fullest and encourage others so that our, our world will live to its fullest instead of our world living so many um, problems and disagreements and duality and all of these things that, that cause a lot of people a lot of angst. It's not even necessary. Goodness. And I, and I don't know another way to do this, um, to get the world to open up to something larger. I think that we need a critical mass, you know, of people doing it. Well, you're much, you put it much more kindly than I do, because I almost have an urgency within myself. And I feel like this is why I'm on this planet. And this is why I have gone through all the difficulties that I've gone through is because I've learned it. And I know it and I feel it and I want to share it. And I wish I, other people could hear me. And I'm not trying to change you. And I'm not trying to boss you around or control anyone or tell anyone. But I have such a sense that life is short and it can change in an instant. It has for me many, many times. And I don't have time to waste in angst and I don't have time to waste in drama. And reading Eric Fromm and how he says mastering love is like learning an art. You know, it's not just 
fun little, you know, I've got a crush on you, love. It's love as a art. I'm standing in love. Love is, I'm standing in love and love is an art and it should be revered and it should be a part of everyone. And I, I feel that with every ounce of my being, not because I was, well, I was sort of born that way, but because of everything I've been through. And it's a choice that I'm making. It's that love over hate and peace over, over, over I don't want to say, I don't know if I say war, but peace over, Discord. you know, discord yeah that's what i was gonna say you know that that's why we do this podcast that's why i'm here and that's why i've worked in radio for if i say 30 years then i won't be 40 so i you know for so many de- <laughs> so many decades to put so, that all together and share this in hopes that someone will hear it and feel it as much as i do that, that's right and so let, let's let's challenge the listeners you know to like work on this Work with us on this. And, um, you know, I'm not doing this podcast for any ego thing. I'm doing it to help people and to help the world. And, you know, the messages that I give are the same messages that other teachers give. But we've got this group of people that are listening. And, uh, and let's do our part, you know, to make the world a better place from the inside out. Mm. Right. And so, mm. so let's get our – I'm asking listeners to practice – Practice what we're talking about. Share it with your friends. Let's get this message out that there, there's another way. And we can be very productive and we can have everything that we already had, but it's just in it from a different perspective that is authentic and it isn't from a striving. It isn't from a forcing. It isn't from selfishness. It's from, you know, from, from creating a world that we want to live in, you know, that, that, that's really how I feel and, and and this is what we're doing we're doing our best to get this message out and 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 I, and I feel like very satisfied and happy that we can be doing this and let's get all of our listeners to to take this on you know this is our this is our role so learn this stuff quickly and then start teaching it to others make the world a better place from the inside out Mm-hmm. That's that's great, and you know if you're hearing us and you disagree with us or you agree with us or you say how can I help or how can I get involved, please email us at exploringawareness at gmail dot com. This is a conversation including everybody, everyone who's listening in all the different countries from from Greece to Ireland to uh, Vietnam to China and Myanmar. Everybody who's listening, all we see the statistics and so grateful for that. Let's all make the world a better place from the inside out. And if you want to join the conversation or have a question or share a a sentiment, email us at exploringawareness at gmail.com because we're all in this together, really. We'd love to hear from you. Well, Lisa, I think we're doing a really good job because we haven't had any questions yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's it. People are busy. Who emails anymore? I don't know. I do. That's just it. We're just like, people are like, yes, I get it. No questions. Next episode. (laughs) What should we meditate about? Well, so given our conversation tonight, Lisa, given this is the 21st episode, our listeners have 20 episodes of of, uh, basic information they can go back to. And I would like to um, guide us in a meditation of how we might use our potential, you know, to bring light into the world and change the world. And so we'll, we'll, we'll start with our basic guided meditation techniques and, and, and just imagine or experience a world, you know, that we would like to live in. So connecting to our own sense of, of, of peace and joy and love and, and connecting to other people with that. So, so to get started, and this is the way you can start it at home, to as well or wherever you might be if you just want to take an exploring awareness break at work and get yourself in the chair and feel yourself in the chair and look around the room and center yourself in your place not because you have to but Because this is an opportunity 
to experience something a little different. And so no longer focused on all the ex external things and just bringing the attention right to the chest. And feeling that rib cage expand and contract. And this is how we start our meditation. And very simply bringing attention to this breathing action. And your chest will expand on its own and it creates this negative pressure that draws in the air through your nose or your mouth. And then the muscles contract, it makes the chest cavity get smaller and the air goes out. And see if you, you know, approach this with a sense of curiosity. about this process that's going on in your body. And it's just natural, it's present moment. It's happening all the time. Usually we don't know what's happening. And so this practice, this is an experience of knowing that the breathing is happening. And so with distracting thoughts, just go, say there goes a thought, go back to this. Knowing that you're breathing. And you know, some people may just want to do this for a half an hour just to practice. That would be fine too. Because it takes some concentration, takes some practice. Because a lot of times when you first start this, the thoughts are racing and very distracting. And it may take a while just to be with your breath. And we'll pay attention now just to our feet. And just know that your feet are there, 
your ankles and lower legs and knees and thighs, and hips. And just stop there to feel both of your legs and all the work they've done today. So now we become aware of our legs. Whereas before, we probably didn't, weren't aware of them. They're there, but we weren't aware of them. And then, then move up to your pelvis and lower abdomen. Check in there and see. Lots of organs there. It's a different, different sense of awareness than the muscles and bones of your legs. A lot going on. And then um, your chest. And now you'll know that your stomach moves when you breathe. And then say hello to your lower back and middle back and upper back. And feeling the bones and muscles there. Sore spots, relaxed spots. And then move to your palms of your hands and the backs of your hands and your wrists and lower arms and elbows and upper arms and shoulders. And so bringing the whole body into awareness. And then moving up the back of the head and around the ears and the top of the head and then over to your eyebrows. And your eyes, the muscles around your eyes and your nose and your mouth and your chin. Again, feeling still your body and then have an awareness of your senses, your vision and your smell and your taste, your ability to speak where just like we held the breath in awareness, we're holding the body in awareness and all the things the body does. And then we'll go to our brain. And as if you're sitting on a perch and you're watching your brain and Your thoughts are maybe racing. Your thoughts might be calm. But we're taking this perspective, just like we were aware of the breath, aware of thoughts. And some might be simple thoughts, but some may be very difficult thoughts. Very difficult past traumas, very difficult 
relationships, interactions, regret, sadness, grief. And for some people, that's gonna hold hold you there. It's like, ah, oh, it's too painful. And maybe you need to stop. That would be fine. But what if you can keep going and just let whatever happened in the past happen? And have this sense that not only are the thoughts there, but the awareness of the thoughts are there and the awareness is just neutral. There's some space. And so then those things don't have control over you anymore. And what would be that be like? And maybe that brings up some fear. Like, wait, what if, what if, what if I gave up all that? What if that really doesn't matter today in the present moment? So maybe you notice fear arising. Let it come, let it fall. And so now all of a sudden there's like some new strength, some new spaciousness. This compassion And then you realize that every other person in the world could also connect to that place. And that place where we're all connected each other into something greater, some greater experience of life that's beyond our thoughts. And then all of a sudden, so many potential opportunities and ways of being open up. What if what you're feeling this unconditional love can be shared with everyone? What if you were always at peace and just felt this joy of being no matter what happened? And what if we all felt like, like that? This feels like um, a relief and a connection to something that could feel like light. And some people might use a word, you know, God. Christ nature or Buddha nature or something beyond our thoughts and smallness.
and a realization that we're not just accidents, we're not just one entity, but we're all part of something much, much larger. And we all have that potential for the world to be a completely different place, maybe heaven on earth. And so maybe you catch a little glimpse of that until your thoughts come back and say, no, 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 that's okay. I just bring this back to awareness. Again, practice, starting with the breath, the body, the thoughts, emotions, and rest as awareness. And then maybe you'll have a realization of a connection to all of nature. And then you'll move around in the world differently. You'll want to share this with your friends. Well, we'll live a fuller life that eats your life, not what those thoughts are telling you. And that life will be guided by love and peace and joy and generosity. You're not gonna go crazy, don't worry. You're gonna move around very grounded, solid, moral. And you won't need rules and you won't need laws. You just move with generosity and peace and love. And your mind might be telling you something else. But just put that in awareness and keep testing to see if this is true. And don't believe me or other people. Just... Experience it for yourself. Keep practicing. Very necessary for the world, really, to move on to this, to another level of of existence. And so we'll close now this meditation. Just feel back into your body. Take three deep breaths. And then open your eyes and we'll wrap up. Well, all right, Lisa, 
Um, did you see the light there? <laughs> I did. No, that's funny you should say that because I, I was thinking of a quote I saw that said, I think the most beautiful thing in the world is watching the light come on in someone's eyes after they've been lost in the dark for so long. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, lights on. So thank you for uh, your insight and your wisdom and your lovely meditation. Well, and you know, it's not mine. It's the it's 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 trans time wisdom. You know, it's it's different people access it in different ways, and different people are are transmitting it in different ways, and and so those of us who've had some experience with that can help others, and um, that's that's what this is all about. Why don't you just email us and get, share your ideas and your thoughts? Uh, exploringawareness at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. We're on t- our Twitter account is, is growing at Explore Aware. We're excited about that. All the people following us on Twitter, and we're very grateful for that as well. Instagram page, website. So you can find us. We're out here, and we're so grateful that you're listening. And, you know, if, if enough people wanted to get together sometime, we could also have a Zoom meeting. And we could yeah, have, that'd be we great. We would love to bring together. But email us and let us know if you'd like to do that. And we yeah. would set that up. And give a few podcasts ahead of time so people would know. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Good luck, everybody. Keep practicing. Practice every day if you can. Um, have a wonderful week and enjoy each present moment as it unfolds. This podcast is not an attempt to practice medicine or provide specific medical advice, nor does use of this information establish a physician-patient relationship. Listening to this podcast does not replace medical consultation with a qualified health or medical professional to meet the health and medical needs of you or others. If you are having problems, please see your primary care provider or your local mental health professional.